The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Fire Officer Jude Rogers. Yeah, we have so much to talk about now from 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. And let's welcome Fire Prevention Officer Jude Rogers. Hey, Jude, what's up? I, I, I love the way you said, hey, Jude. It reminds me of this song. <laughs> right? You know, that famous song by the Beatles, right? Yes, yes. How are we doing today? How's everything? Well, by God's grace, we're doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, thankful for all God's blessings. Um, you know, that's that's something that we should always be aware of. Mm, true. Um, we have a lot to give thanks for. Yeah. You know, so many things happening in our country, so many things Recording happening Recording in progress. Mm-hmm. And so we need to make sure that we that we give thanks to all that we have and all that God is doing on our behalf. Yes. So this afternoon, we have an interesting topic. Um, I wanted to kind of prelude, you know, the fact that um, the fire service is heading towards a, a, a high gear when it comes to awareness. Oh. Um, because we have an international um, observance that is going to be taking place between October the 8th mm-hmm. to the 14th of October, which is known around the world in all societies as the Fire Prevention Week. Ooh, so nice. Fire Prevention Week 2023 is just around the corner. And I wanted to kind of give a little prelude as to what um, what it's all about. What is fire prevention? Right. Why should fire prevention be important to everybody? Mm. Um, how did it all start? How long ago has this movement mm. been going on? So many different questions we right. have. Right. So well, I, be- I really before want to we, get into that. Before we jump into that, let me remind our listeners that they can call us. You can call us at 627-3223-625-2257. You can even send us a WhatsApp message to 306 306- one zero six five. I know you have questions regarding fire prevention. I know we had discussions last week, and you didn't get your question in. So this today's the day. Today's safety money. Today is where you can send us a message. You can call us, and you know we can chat a, a bit about it. So we're gonna be talking about a little beginning, a little, a little, a little oomph at the pre, uh, of, of the fire prevention week that is coming up. I mean, a whole week, fire officer Jude. Yeah, a whole week. Definitely. Know? Definitely. That is something because we should look we, forward to. Yeah, it's it's a lot of information that is shared around this time mm-hmm. coming out of the fire service. And every year, uh, there's a body that it governs. Um, well, that actually is a, 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 an accreditation body that really gives us a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to paint a picture. Right. Back in um, 1922, mm-hmm. the Na- fire prevention movement. 1922, you tell me, you know. 1922 wow. i'm going back 101 year ago um and i want to make a statement mm-hmm. i want to make a quick statement so you get the backdrop i want you to know that lessons that are learned in fire safety are paved normally paved in blood that means someone had to have a loss for Why? us to learn the hard lessons of fire prevention. Why? And so let me tell you how fire prevention came about. Mm-hmm. Back in 1922 in Chicago, there was a great fire mm-hmm. that took place in Chicago. It is it is alleged that uh, a cow was being, a cow kicked down a lamp in a barn. And because back then everything was wooden, wooden right. you know, we didn't have the concrete bing- buildings that we have today mm-hmm. and all the steel buildings. This was before the industrial age or just around the cusp of the industrial age, just before the Great Depression. Right. And the entire city of Chicago, most of it 
burnt to the ground. What? So coming out of that, of course, that's a very tough lesson to learn. There's a lot of people who lost their lives as a result of that. Mm -hmm. And coming out of that, the, the, the fact was observed that there was need to not just have a fire brigade, mm -hmm. but to have some sort of control over building, yeah. construction, how close buildings could be built to one another. What you're going to do um, in terms of fire prevention tips and measures that you could take to protect your homes, your businesses, mm -hmm. because a lot, as you know, an entire city was gutted to the ground, wow. you know? And um, we could even revert to Trinidad and Tobago. Hmm. We have had our fair share of fires. We did. I'm sure many of you, the historians in here, can tell me and school me mm -hmm. about the, the Red House fire <laughs> and all the Spain fires and, and it's war fires on the waterfront, fires yeah. as a result of riots, etc., etc. And it seems as though um, fire has been a, a sort of a, either a creation of destruction, but it's also a creation in some instances of creating development within communities because oh, it causes right. you to find better ways mm -hmm. to create livelihoods of people, buildings, right. and everything else that we do. Wow. So somehow fire is interwoven in the very fabric of economic development. Wow. Wow. I like this. Enough. So that's quite a I like this. It <laughs> is. But I mean, we, we don't know. And I say I'm in that category. We didn't know that all this happened. Because, I mean, yeah. I was always wondering, like, how come, how did y'all, well, how come the fire service, how did they come up with these these techniques and these ways to prevent fire, or even control fire, or even distinguish fire, yeah. extinguish fire, sorry. So, I say, well, I never really decided to ask you, but since you say it, since you already said yeah. it, wow. And so, every, so one, of the, one of the ways that technology is introduced in, mm -hmm. in most modern societies, and I'm going to say this, um, if you want to determine the progressiveness of a society, mm -hmm. I would want you to take a look at the fire service and their cutting technology in wherever, whatever jurisdiction you go. Mm -hmm. And so that says a lot about the progressiveness of the society that you live in mm. when your fire service has the capacity to be able to respond to emergencies effectively. Mm. Mm. Now, in doing that, I know I'm opening up quite a bit of a can of worms, mm. but nonetheless, if we don't begin to have the discussion, how can we see meaningful change? Yeah, and we need all so hands on deck, yeah? Morning. We need yeah. all hands on yeah. deck. Everybody we needs need to play their deck. part in fire prevention. Yeah, so basically what we, what we need to do, what we need to do is to address it from all stakeholders' standpoint. So if I were to look at the stakeholders, and, and this topic really goes to who benefits as a result of good fire prevention practice. Me. Is it you by some chance, Caribbean? Yes, me. Are we the citizens of Trinidad? Yes. And, and can we do something to impact? Now, you know, we talk about crime mm -hmm. and we talk about many of the social ills that we face in society today. And the question um, begs the answer. Can I, in some form or some fashion, do something to protect my own home against fires? Mm -hmm. And the answer to that is a resounding yes. Now, there are the unforeseen circumstances, such as the yeah. cow kicking down the lamp <laughs> in the Chicago fire. I mean, who would have thought that the well, cow would have kicked down the lamp? Well, the cow, but the, then the cow wanted something happen, you know. He was fed up or something. Harvey. If a fire prevention measure could have been as simple as separating the hay 
from the fire, from the lamp, or even the the the, the thing from the hay from the lamp, because if there were no hay in the barn, more than likely it would not have spread to the wooden members of the, the thing. Mm. And so, if I were to take that and bring that into real life scenario here right now, mm. what are we doing in our homes or what are we doing in our businesses that could be considered putting the hay close to the lamp? Close to the lamp. And I could give you some examples. I mm. have a little. Thing yeah, here but, called it, the electrical it, safety checklist. Oh, yeah, yeah, my it looks nice. <laughs> my checklist tells me that we and we and we have a lot of people mm-hmm. who are using electrical outlets. Carrie, have you ever seen people using electrical outlets? And it have about well, first begin you plug in an electrical trip that has ten plugs. Ten, on. Oh gosh! And you utilize all ten, but here what you do. You add an extension cord to the extension cord to the, the UPS and you're running more things. I see that up to yesterday. Not in it's my home, but I saw it. Multi-tapping. All right. Multi-tapping. And what it, what hmm. do you think are the dangers associated with multi-tapping? Well, I think that, I think it will be heated. Noise? It will be heated. Ah, and it is it's plastic and rubber, you right? And you're overloading a circuit. Hmm. A circuit within your home, an electrical circuit, is rated with a particular breaker. That yeah. breaker may be a 20-amp breaker, a 15-amp breaker, and the larger appliances will go on a larger breaker. Right. So that now is your safety mechanism. When that breaker trips, that entire circuit is cut okay. of electricity and it protects your appliances and whatever else you may have. Mm. But what happens when you put too much items, electrical items, on that one circuit? It will overload You're going it. to develop heat. That's right. And you're going to develop heat and resistance. And the possibility is you can have an overload which will cause a spark potential. Fire begins. And that's it. And remember I told you how fire did start last week, right? Yeah, fire yeah. Start? Just so. <laughs> you know? And everybody say, how what? the fire start, it? But fire does not start just like that. It happens with breakdown over time. Time, right. right? So I know everybody has a story about mm. something that happened in their home or to their neighbor mm. or how things were involved and my neighbor house burned down and yeah. what they were able to do and what they noticed because of the fire. So I always want to be careful. So, so I want to I want to go through some of the tips let, here. Let me let me ask let me ask you this fire officer June, right? Now you mentioned it's called over tapping, you call it, right? That's where multi tapping. Multi tapping. So that's where, you know, yeah. you have ex let's say you have an extension plugged into the the socket, the the, the socket uh, in the wall. And then you have like about yeah. ten things plugged into that um that that extension, right? Yeah. As someone from safety, who have a safety background, and of course, you know, mm-hmm. fire prevention skills. What advice do you have for someone who does that? What, what, how can they, you know, mitigate that kind of threat or risk? Okay, so the the the, the, the whole point about it is that we do have a, a, a plethora and, and, and an increase in, in electronic equipment that we want to use in our homes. Mm-hmm. What is suggested, what is the plan, is that you engage the services of a certified electrician. I'm going to repeat right. that. Engage the services of a so do not do find them at the side of the road. 
Don't call your partner, you know? The partner who always fixing everything. He has no certificate in anything, but he's a jack of all trades. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. don't call that fella, because that guy will be the first to tell you, I never tell you to utilize XYZ mm. when, when anything goes wrong. Mm. And what you want to do is to run a proper circuit on a proper breaker right. specific to the appliance that you're trying to use. Yeah. So you ever notice, they say when you want, want to run a water heater mm-hmm. or you want to run an AC unit, you have to do a separate... A separate break, uh, a separate arm. Right. Yeah. And it comes with controls and switches. What? So you know that water heater in the bathroom has a switch within the bathroom. Yeah, it, have a, it yeah. also has a breaker that is of a higher amperage to control Contan- that level oh. of electricity mm. because of the demand on that line. Hmm. And so one of the key things that I'm looking at my, 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 my notes here and it says... Make sure that you get your home inspected by the electrical inspectorate mm. every five years and get your certificate renewed. That gives you some level of reassurance mm-hmm. that your home and the wiring in your home is adequate to take the level of demand that you have in each room. Hmm. That's number one. Secondly, if you notice that the wall, you have the frequent problem of fuses blowing, tripping of circuits in your home, that is a telltale sign that something is wrong, Karivi. Mm. You feel a tingling when you pass or touch an electrical appliance. That, that little zoot, you know, get like a little mm. zoot. Listen, now the, the guy is shocked from the washing machine. Yeah, you don't that, get it. I, I get normal. it all the time. No, 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 no they're not normal. A discoloration or a warm, or I'm feeling on the wall. When you touch the wall, it's it warm. And that's not because of the sun. We're talking about a warmness because the, the electrical wiring in the wall and in the plug is beginning to heat up. If you hmm. see a consistent flickering or dimming of your lights, people are giving all the tips here now, no, are giving all the real tips. So when they see these things, don't say Officer Rogers didn't warn or give you the mechanism yeah. to identify the, the problems in your home. Hmm. A dimming or flickering of lights. Or if you notice sparking coming out from your outlets, yeah. your electrical plugs. These are some of the telltale signs. Check all electrical cords to make sure that the wires are not damaged, cracked, or loose. Mm-hmm. If the cords need to be repaired, Harry V, you never see people with cords and the cord broken and you see and it you see exposed, and the, yeah, it's exposed. And they just take a little piece of electrical tape and, and wrap no, it no, up. No, 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 no. I see no, that no. all the time. Have them repaired properly by a Mm. proper electrician a certified electrician certified mm. one of the biggest mistakes you can make Caribbean, is to use an extension cord as a permanent source of electricity for an appliance listen to me carefully use of an electrical ex- mm. which has to travel over a certain distance yeah and that distance there can be breakdown that wire is yes it's a nice electrical cord but guess what you may be traversing on that cord over and over, walking and on the rolling cord. things the door on is it. opening and closing oh, on top of gosh. the cord. And guess what would happen to the insulation on that cord? It damages over time. Mm-hmm. And then it can be exposed. You have the potential for shock. And you also have the potential for fire. If it comes into contact, carpet, mm-hmm. curtain, bookshelf, paper, plastic, fire. And at Caribbean, I'm going to ask the question, Trent and Tobago, how fire does that? Just so. Just so. Oh, but fire don't start just so. Is over time, mm-hmm. these snowballing effect 
add up and then you have yeah. the outbreak of a fire which takes not only property but it can take your Lives life as well. wow so these measures here are life-saving measures mm. guys don't forget that you can call us 627-323-625-2257 we are here it's all about safety mondays and we are here with prevention fire officer jude rogers from the trinidad and tobago fire service so officer jude tell our listeners yes. you know um how they can how they can prevent this type of fire so we know we have to look around we have to feel the walls yeah i yeah. feel the inside because the sun in 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 heated up the wall so we have to feel yes. one one way is feeling the walls to see make sure we ain't getting shocked just so because it might yep. be exposed what else mm -hmm. so we have a little scene look listen and learn Look, so when you look around your home, mm -hmm. listen for the signs of, 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 of hazards. Listen for the... I told you that you can hear like, like a little... You mm -hmm. hear vibration or buzzing mm -hmm. in the, in the court, yeah. in the lines. That's a telltale sign. You feel a tingling hmm. when you touch your electrical appliances. That means you could get shocked. You that get... means it is already um, beginning to have an electrical short in that system. Yeah. All right? Look out for look for flickering of lights continuous and you say, Way boy, can take again, boy. The lights yeah. will be flickering. But you never gave consideration to the fact that mm. the wiring in your home mm -hmm. could have been the cause. And we could and people let me be real. We quick to blame Tiantec. Tiantec is taking the blame for a lot of things. <laughs> right? But one of the ways to eliminate the blame and to put the, the, the blame squarely on the shoulder of the Commission mm. is if your home is certified. Right, right. Now, if your home is certified, and uh, there is a loss of appliances. Mm -hmm. You yes. have a you have a foot in the door. Right. But if you don't have that certificate, you know what? You are at home thirty years Pressure. ago. You never went back to the electrical inspectorate. Appliances go bad; they get burnt or whatever the case, and you want to go by the to bring a clean. Mm -hmm. You could forget it. And you That's said, and you said it's every five years you you must do that check, right? Every five years mm. you must renew your electrical inspectorate um, certificate for your home. Pe your people, home. people, are listen to fire prevention officer Judah because I know a mm -hmm. lot of us. And I'm saying us because I had to talk to my mama and find out if she have everything or whatever with the with them certificate and if she checked that place. I know a lot of us slipping with that, you know. I know a lot of us are slipping with. But I have a question here. Someone sent a message on WhatsApp. They say hi, good afternoon, Carrie. Good afternoon, fire officer Jude. I want to find out if I am seeing like a small um is it short? A small short in my water heater in my bathroom. Is it, is it lighting up a little bit? Well, yeah, that's what it's looking like. Um, does that mean that I will have to change the entire system? Hmm. You gain All right, so that's a very good question. That's a good question. But no, what normally, again, guess who we're going to to determine that? My good friend, hmm. the certified electrician. So, but I can give you a quick tip. You know, we are do it ourselves, people. We are the DIY Trinidadians now. Everything yeah. we go to the YouTube, we, we do creative. it ourselves. People, I understand why, eh? Carby, mm. money hard to come by in the strongs. People want to do it themselves because at the end of the day, to yeah. pay an electrician to come. But hear what? It has certain things that you're not going to carry 
yes, yeah, yeah, your heart, you have your beautiful vehicle. Mm -hmm. You're not going to carry your vehicle by no side of the road, no. person. No DIY um, no, mechanic to fix your car. I'm not doing that. <laughs> You're not doing that. So why would you want to take your hard-earned home mm -hmm. that you work so hard for, you may probably be still paying for your home, your mortgage, etc., and you want to do a DIY on that. Mm. So let's let's talk about the electrical um, wiring in the, the water heater. Mm -hmm. Once you feel a warming, an extensive warming, or you see it even a burnt mark, same things that I told you, discoloration, right. buzzing, hissing. It's not just as simple as changing the elements. If the water is running cold, at, or more than likely the element is gone, right. there, are, there are ways you can replace it. Speak to your electrician again. But I'm suggesting to this person, that they bring in the electrician, they may need to change it out completely. Yeah. All right, all right. right. I have another message here. Hey, Carrie V, can Officer Jude enlighten us as to whether, one, the fire service has any input in terms of their expertise when housing developments are being constructed, and two, whether fire hydrants are mandatory in such developments? I ask that since... I ask that where I live. I have not seen any fire hydrants during the past 12 years. Wow. That is an excellent question. I want that person to move to the head of the class, Caribbean. <laughs> Listen, you have hit the nail on the head. The very meaning of fire prevention and why we're going to be celebrating, commemorating fire prevention is because prevention is better than cure. Yeah. So to answer your question directly, fire service has a direct input in the develop any new development that takes this in trinidad and tobago mm. so much so that the drawing plans for every new day whether it's a mall a cinema a housing development of a hundred to ten homes it could be as little as 10 homes to 500 homes being built mm -hmm. those plans and those developmental plans come to two departments within the fire service the one that deals with the hydrants right. that you must have hydrants within your development Every 100 meters should have a hydrant. Oh. And also the plans for the homes and how you intend to protect those homes from fires. That goes into the plan before. Right. Is it like putting like emergency exits and things like and stuff like that? Is it right. so is that simple as first begin? What we look at, we look at the design of your... Most plans are drawn by draftsmen who understand fire prevention. Mm -hmm. We would look and we would indicate where we would want fire protection measures to be installed. Right. And that may come in the form of in smoke detectors in every bedroom. Mm -hmm. It may come in the form of, as you rightfully say, we may send back the plan and say, listen, we need another door on the, on the ground floor right. installed. Right. Or we need a stairwell external for this multi-story building mm -hmm. and we're not just going to use one internal stairs we need mm -hmm. to give people an alternative exit in the event of an emergency right. so all of this is calculated based on the density and based on the use of density meaning how much persons will be occupying okay. the building how tall the building is many different factors are taken into consideration right. and we use an international code to be able to determine those factors so it's mm -hmm. not what we say or how we feel, mm -hmm. but we use a measuring stick that is used across the world. Right. Wow. Right? Mm -hmm. And so the, to the caller, your hydrants as well are also part of the event. And the reason why you may not be seeing a hydrant where you currently live is some developments may have been done haphazardly. For instance, if you have a squatting area, Caribbean, mm -hmm. more than likely that area would, would have been developed with all the proper planning. Oh, yeah. 
because the guy yes, says please, 12 yeah. years you know 12 years yes so i'm of the opinion that that particular development or that area mm. may have grown how to put it naturally yeah and so the hydrants will come afterwards we're going to make the recommendations oh. to input and you can agitate for it as and, well and i know coming to ask that i know coming to who can they hydrant to be installed in your area who can they go to with regards to that like the right. counselor they come so, straight to the the fire service who definitely to the fire service you can bring it to the attention of our water section and they have emails which you can email them if you have a complaint mm. right again you can try you can go on to our um water department and if you just go you know google is the greatest out here now just google fire service water department mm. all the information will come up right there people and you can send emails directly to them indicating a particular area mm -hmm. and they would come and check it out and they would then make the necessary recommendations right right fair yeah. enough yeah that that makes some, sense some that more tips sense. before we get to the yeah. top of the hour what yeah let's let's take about too quickly because i have some other messages yeah. here but after we come back from news we will discuss that here's an important one keep children away from electrical cords and outlets i love the little kids mm -hmm. but here's what everything goes into their mouth so here's what they do they place it in their mouth it can cause them to get burned objects are placed they go pushing things into the receptacle mm. they're small they don't know better i, I have a story for you a, i have a story for you right when i was really really younger like about five right? oh my I, oh, took... I know where this is going i know where this is going fire officer jude i took a fork <laughs> oh, Lord. and i stuck the Jesus. fork in the <laughs> In the in the socket, I get I get I get a really really quick shock, and my mom rushed me to the hospital. But everything was fine. But after yes. that, I I learned my lesson. But hmm, so I remember that. People. I don't even have to give you an example. <laughs> we have Caribbean who was very hard when she was I could, small. I could laugh and now because had, uh, uh, and she lived to tell the story. Thank yeah, thank God, God that, because right? my mom used to say, "Hey, leave that." But you know me, harden me again, nah. Huh? Electrocute so you know, have an easy fire prevention fix for that. Really? All you have to do is to make sure that the receptacle outlet and switches have a face plate mm -hmm. so that you cannot go behind to the wiring. And there is this plug that you can push. It's just like a blinder the... and you plug it in as mm. a blind and it covers the, the, the receptacles. Ooh. So you have to make your home child proof. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you you wouldn't believe how, how cheap it is to buy one of those um, blinds. Well, well, that you can just plug well, in well, and yeah. cover up the receptacle. But no, yeah. because long time we didn't know about them, say. Long time. Eh? No, but we're living in 2023. And yeah. this is why I keep saying in this modern age, we should not have any fires that are in, mm. because we know what to do. Yeah. So there's one thing about fire trucks. And you know, this morning we had a discussion about fire trucks and how much we're supposed to have. Mm. But then what can we do? What are we doing? I'm not throwing it back on you, but I'm saying, if you can be your best ally, yeah, protect yourself and your home. There be people working real hard for the money to go and build their homes. Hmm. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred plus thousand dollars for a home, hmm. and we don't want to see anybody home go up in flames. Yeah. So we're very serious about that. Hmm. And I want to just make one more. Make sure again, never to put more than one plug into each receptacle yeah i talk about that already yeah, yeah, yeah. no but that's right? that is the one that we always do we we do that all the time we do frequently all the time yeah all the time yeah. you know so you know it's so important it's so important to, to address it from that 
And when we come back, I'm going to tell you about an important um, type of receptacle called GFCI. GFCI. And which helps to protect you from electrocution, especially when it have moisture and water mm. in your area. Wow. For instance, your kitchen and your bathroom. Ah, yeah, when we yeah. come back at the top of the after the top of the hour, yes. the news. All right, buddy. Thanks I so much. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that is uh, Fire Prevention Officer Jude Rogers. This is Safety Mondays. We do it every Monday right here on the Overdrive. It's Carrie V. Hey guys, let me tell you something really quick. News is at the top of the hour. The Trinidad and Tobago Manufacturers Association is hosting our second small and medium enterprise pop-up shop. It's happening at September, mm, Saturday, 25th of November, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Mahatma Gandhi Institute for Cultural Cooperation at Mount Hope. Goods from 52 SMEs, face painting, bouncy castle, giveaways, product sampling, and so much more. Sufficient parking available. Sponsors are Digicel, GML, and of course, Freedom 106.5 FM. Mm-hmm. News is next. If you're not joining us, welcome. Good afternoon. This is Freedom 106.5 FM, the station where talk matters. This is the station where you speak your mind. Keep it locked. We're going to jump straight into news. Tuned into the all new Freedom 106.5. You're tuned into the all new Freedom 106.5. 106.5. Welcome back. Uh, this is Freedom 106.5 FM, Carrie Vina Company. I'm going all the way to 6 p.m. This is uh, the Overdrive, and we are in with Fire Prevention Officer, Officer Jude Rogers. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ay, ay, ay. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. So, right. let, let so me, I'm looking forward. Let me, let me, mm-hmm. let me get these messages out of the way. All right. Yeah. So, let me remind all listeners. Messages. That's yeah. Correct. Let me remind you guys. You can call us six two seven three two two three six two five two two five seven. Officer Jude Rogers and myself, we do not bite. We do not buffer people. <laughs> So call us, call us and ask us whatever fire prevention question that you have. And you can even send me a WhatsApp message, 306-1065, if you're free to talk on the phone. All right? So, hi, good afternoon, guys. The gas tanks that are two big tanks outside the kitchen wall. The line is run through the kitchen cupboard. But when I open the cupboard, I smell gas. How can I check to find out if there's a leak on the hose? Please advise. Also, how long after should you change the hose? Mm, that is a very good question. Okay, interesting question. Interesting question. So I, I've, gotten, I've gotten that one. Do you want me to go with that one or you want to ask you the question one time? Well, let me go one at a time. Now, so go ahead and answer this one and then we'll go into this next one. Uh, okay, um, right. So to this particular person, right. So you're talking about the 100-pound LPG tanks. You normally have two outside the home mm-hmm. with a regulator mm-hmm. and normally some sort of copper or brass lines that will bring that into the home. And the only point, the point of discharge would normally be towards the stove. And you're saying if you're smelling gas, once there's a scent, there's a reason why they put a scent in the gas. Mm-hmm. That is so that you can smell oh, the gas escaping, right. and you can you can recognize that there is a danger involved. Mm. All right. So I'm saying to that person, if you're smelling gas, definitely keep all windows and doors open, ventilate the room, 
and turn off the source of the gas. So go to the tanks and take them off at the source and ventilate that gas mm. before you begin checking for leaks. Mm. And the only way to really check for that leak would be to bring in a service technician who can do a proper pressure testing of the line mm. so they can pick up whether the pressure is dropping and they'll know, well, yes. Mm. We have a pinhole leak and they'll identify that leak with an open flame because right. that is going to result in an explosion. Wow. I hope that answers your question. Wow. So, All right? so um, in terms of the, how long those lines can last, mm -hmm. there are some limitations on the rubber hose, mm. but it really depends on how you utilize your gas tanks, how, you, how, how often you move that line. So a number of persons may do industrial or heavy cooking within your homes. Mm. We know people doing all kinds of things at home. Uh, yeah. And depending on the on the housekeeping and how much that line is being impacted on, whether the line is in a crimped position, I'm being very, very, very circumspect mm. about this because I can tell you about a fire that I investigated. And if I show you the picture of the line, it was dry rotted. Caravi, it was cracking from the, the head of the gas tank to the back of the stove. And what? you know what happened one day? One day that person came home, decided to cook a meal, but did not ventilate. They did not open the windows. They oh, did not open the doors. Lord. And there was a buildup of gas in that room. Mm -hmm. And there was an explosion. And that person got burnt about their body. Wow. Had to be hospitalized. The ceiling above the stove, that's where the entire explosion went up mm -hmm. and outward. And it blew a hole in the ceiling. What? So I'm telling you, if you think that gas and gasoline from your tank is not because it's only a 20 pound LPG mm -hmm. that that was a 20 pound LPG wow. and it was extremely dangerous mm. so I'm saying to you based on the usage of the hose check for cracks checks for leaks and change out the hose as needed yeah. I suspect if, according to normal use you should be able to get about three to five years use from the hose time to change hose. Mm. also don't try to use a short short hose give the hose a little bit of length so that this is enough to reach the tank. So you don't have to struggle right. and you're tugging on it all the time. It's going mm. to cause damage. Oh, yeah. Because remember, you have to cater for being able to take off the gas tank head mm -hmm. and put back on the gas tank. Wow. Fair enough? Uh, yeah, that's fair enough. Fire um, Officer Drew, let me ask you this, right? Now, I remember sure. one time I sat on this program with you. It could be a few months ago. And you mentioned yeah. uh, about the, the buildup in gas and you gave advice on what to do if you enter your home and you smell gas and you, you, you outline steps. Would you kindly refresh those steps? Because sometimes things just go through one ears and come out the next, you know. And you see that example Agreed. that you brought to us about, you know, the, the person went into the kitchen and decided to cook their meals and, you know, the poof. Right? But before that, I'm getting a call. Let's take this call and let's see who's there. Hi, good afternoon, you live.
And that is not a situation you want to get yourself involved in with all the proper PPE. Mm. Even the TN Tech employees, if you see how they are dressed and they, their footwear, their everything. So that's a no-no. That's a definite no-no. Mm. Also, I would or ask persons, and I know that this happens in Trinidad and Tobago, because when we do go on fire investigations, we encounter it. Mm -hmm. Persons sharing electricity via an electrical extension cord. Hmm. I know it happens, but I am asking members of the public, if you leave that, first of all, it should not be done. First thing first. I know sometimes persons may, <laughs> may be building a home and you need to get electricity and you may get a little current from the neighbor, mm. but that can be a permanent source of electricity for you. Mm. And you're powering an entire home using a plug-in by your neighbor. Wow. Trust me, someday, one day, the fire is going to happen how Caribbean? Just so. Just so. Aye, aye, aye. And then you're going to ask yourself why you are a victim. So I'm asking persons to desist mm. from that behavior and that type of risky activity. Hmm. Don't put yourself and your family at risk by doing that. Yeah. All right? So if I know you have some more texts, and mm. I want to answer those before I go to the point as to how you can avert the danger of an explosion if you smell gas in your home. Right. So someone asked her, why, um, Fire Officer Jude, why are persons not more, more careful about fire prevention in Trinidad and Tobago? What causes this? Well, that's, a, that's, a, well, that's an excellent question. The fact of the matter, it, it is not seen by most persons as a major hazard because a lot of the, 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 the major fires are not really captured or carried in the news there are right. quite a bit of fires that don't make the news carry oh and what what actually makes the news is the big fires and the ones where people die yeah but what about the ones where persons did not die you were able to stop the fire in a short sense mm. or it only burned out one room and that happens a lot and that does not make the news so much so, Carla, that I want you to know the statistics suggest over the last seven years, we've had statistics that are pointed in this direction. In households, normal homes in Trinidad and Tobago, we've had an average of 700 house fires mm -hmm. annually. That amounts to two house fires per day. Yeah. Somewhere in Trinidad today, there was a fire, but we don't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. And arising out of that, some in some cases, deaths by fires right. or deaths as a result of fires and we've seen the sad tales in the news yeah children mothers elderly in particular mm -hmm. elderly population accounting for 50 percent of the death by fires yeah thus far for the year 2023 that's a very telling statistic mm -hmm. and so we take chances because it it, it is not as prevalent as Crime, mm. but it is a it is something that when it comes and it burns your house, it robs you of your entire life. Mm -hmm. Wow! Because now you don't have a place to live. Not only that, think about it, Carrie. Can you get back wedding photos? Can you get back graduation pictures? Can you get back baby pictures? Mm. Tell me somebody. It has so many critical, so life changing moments that you will lose mm. as a result of a. Of a and I want to highlight one other simple fact. Mm. I remember um, a lady came to my office. She had a fire at her home. And when mm. we investigated the fire, and I don't go into names, but I bring yeah. the scenario. All this family was trying to do was renovate their home by changing their roof, which I encourage everyone to do, mm -hmm. from a wooden roof 
to a steel roof with gypsum sealant because right. of the fire resistance of gypsum. Mm -hmm. And of course, steel is much more resilient to fire than wood. Right. And this family was doing the right thing, changing the roof, repairing the roof. One mistake was made. The contractor who was working on the roof mm. was welding, but he did not take into consideration that there would be a bed, sofa, carpet, oh and all God. these other things underneath that roof. And I am saying, if persons are coming to your home to conduct renovation, welding activities, and I've had a couple of fires within recent times where persons were welding indoors, mm -hmm. and the flat drop on the ground, the hot slag fell on carpet, sponge, light it up. mattresses, and burn the house down. Hmm. People, be very circumspect about this. Don't let people come to your home without doing a proper fire risk assessment. If hmm. you ever hear about a fire blanket, it's a fire retardant blanket, and they spread it over the combustibles. Hmm. So the flag, the slag, the slag falls mm. onto the fire blanket and mm. dissipates because oh. the fire blanket is made up of a sort of a almost like a Kevlar material, like a bulletproof material. Right, right. Right. A sort of a Nomex, which is a fire resistant mm. material. And it doesn't burn. But if you if normal hot welding slag fall on cotton, but if you that going to light up and burn. I go and light up like the Christmas tree on a, on a, on a, on a, for Christmas. That lady came to my office hmm. and we had to investigate the fire. And she she was crying, and she was des describing to me what she went through and what happened. And I hmm. right there and then I realized that it was because of that mishap with the welder yeah. who caused that house to burn down. What is the and name so of the thing again? What is the name of the blanket again? The uh, um, a fire blanket, but that that's in the welding fraternity. Welders know about it because they, they use it, it as a protection right, when they're right. welding. Because no. Ask any welder if a hot slag fall in your boots, <laughs> you're going to dance. Ooh, Trust me. Ooh. If that fall in your boots and burn your skin, don't let it fall through your clothes either. Ooh, so I mean, ooh. welders out there, they will know. I they sure would know. Who could call yeah, they will know about it. it. Oh, let me put it this way: if you if you think it, you, you do a jig for carnival and a hot slag <laughs> fall in your boots, you'll do something else. You do so a, a jig by two. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you dance in the belly. Dancing belly. So guys, yeah. listen, remember, remember so, if you have somebody welding, you know, um renovating your roof or anything like that, make sure ask a question. Make sure and ask the welder, hey, all you have the fire blanket, because I don't want nothing dropping and catching a place of fire all year. This is something right, serious. We have to be more vigilant with this. When people come to do work at your home and it involves hot work, pay close attention mm. to what they are doing doing don't leave them unattended ask questions interject because mm. it's your house it's your house and you're not taking no sorry mm. or i didn't know they have to do better they than have that. to do better so Ma i'm asking you to raise that alarm with mm. with, with, with your mm. with your, in your home and with your mm. friends especially you know christmas coming eh, eh. good new curtain at a bye and renovation coming all right all right so okay I'm telling people yes to hello prepared. yeah Guys, don't forget you can call us 627-3223-625-2257. I know you have questions for Prevention Fire Officer Jude Rogers. We're talking about prevention of fires. Everybody have to get on board. 
all hands on deck because yes, the fire service is there and yes, they are there to assist. But you could also start by protecting yourself, protecting your home by, by actually putting in place or implementing these fire prevention strategies. I have another question here. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. Seeing that it is so heated, do I have to check with the fire service to burn some bush even though we are in the rainy season? Oh, that's an excellent question. Again, we have some real wise scholars <laughs> and wise commenters this evening. Okay, so the fact of the matter is we're experiencing an extremely dry rainy season. Mm. And so by law, under the Agricultural Fires Act, yeah. do not need a permit to burn. But guess what you could do? Yeah. All the precautions of the dry season, mm -hmm. you could implement them to protect your home, mm. your garden, your land, and other important items like your car that may be parked close to the bush right. next door or the wall that that, that, that that could be affected. Yeah. Like the wall that is affected. So you hear that, guys? Treat it as if we are in the dry season still. Yeah. Protect yourself. Don't forget you can call us 627-3223-625-2257. A fire trace of about three to five feet around your property. Fire officer Jude. Your... We you 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 will cut off for a while. You will oh. cut off for a while. Right. So go over the steps again. Go over the the um the prevention action. Right. Let me that get should back be taken. Quickly. Yeah. So, right. So so the fire prevention measures to be taken for the dry season mm -hmm. of course make sure you have if you're burning anything make sure you have ample water close by because you know you should have a barrel of water or something there that can but cut a fire trace around your fence right. line mm -hmm. if a wildfire or a fire bushfire gets away and it has no vegetation to burn it will not come up to your home any vines bush that is running close to the eave of your roof can cause your roof to be involved and your home can catch a fire. Mm -hmm. In addition, if you have to burn rubbish, backyard rubbish, heap, get a nice little barrel. Keep up everything in the barrel, put it into the barrel and burn periodically. Mm -hmm. Don't try to burn all at once. That has a danger attached to it as well. Right. So just be careful as to how you go about burning. Okay. Make sure you have your water in place and, and that can help to avoid the danger. Cut your fire trace. Mm. I've seen many persons' gardens saved because they cut and uh, down to the vegetation mm -hmm. five feet, and when the fire reached to the, the vegetation, the, 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 the dirt, mm. it cannot continue. It can't continue. And that's how you stop wildfires. That's how you stop forest fires. No. Oh. Okay. So is it that you have to dig so it? That's a very uh, good point the caller was making. Like like dig it deep. Is you have to dig it how deep? You could just cut off all the vegetation, the wider the fire trace, and that that's oh, why you right. see in in the northern mm. range. There are some fire traces that are cut by the forestry division. Mm. And so you have a 15 feet exclusion right. or, so that if the, 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 the fire on this end doesn't jump and go over to the, on the, to next the, side. the unburned area on the other end. Ah, All right, right, right. You know, and we, we, we feel the effects of that deforestation every year mm. with desilting of our rivers and all of that washing coming down because you now you have the, the soil exposed. Mm -hmm. So you see that it's, it's, it's a losing situation when we don't take. Okay, mm. that slash and burn um, way of doing mm. things, we, we have to get away from that. All right? I have so that's a good point. By another question. This, I, this is the last one so far. Fire Officer oh. Jude, are there any um, bushfires that are happening now? 
I, I guess they mean because how we face in all the seat, right? Yeah. But I, I saw one. I saw one, but in terms of statistics, I have to check that. I don't want to quote on something that I don't have the stats for. Mm. So I can promise you by my by the next program next week, Monday, God's Fair Life, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have some stats for you on that. Right. And I'll be able to, to advise whether we are seeing an uptick. Yeah. And as temperatures rise. But there's a good point that you're making because we've been partnering with the Meteorological Service of Trinidad and Tobago. Mm. And I know I have a good friend in the Meteorological Office who provides us with some stats in terms of the temperatures right. and the mean temperatures for the day. And there has we have seen a correlation with mm. the increase in temperature and the advent of increasing bushfires. So mm-hmm. that, that may be just the case. Yeah. But I have to check it first to be able to answer that question. All right. Let, let's take this call. Someone is calling us. Hi, good afternoon, your life. Uh, good afternoon, keep it on. Hey, what's up? Tell me. Uh, yeah, um, I bought three pies essentials from a store during a call. And uh, and a guy came and check it after after two years came and check it and he's shaking it. Then there is um how it how it call it's coming junk. It's not it's not like powder. Mm. And he has to open up and dilute it or whatever you gotta do, I don't know. They say that wouldn't work. How long a fire does a fire extinguisher last? Mm. Okay. Thank you so much. Good question. Thanks for your question. All right. Thank you very much for your caller. All right. Um, so what I think he's um, speaking about is a dry chemical fire extinguisher or an ABC BC. fire extinguisher. We talked about I this last week. last week. Yes, we Correct. did. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's the most common form of fire extinguishers. And the reason for that, because it's also cost effective. Right. It's going to cost you an average of around 500 TT, somewhere around there. So it's mm. very cost effective. It's, one, it's the one that I recommend for all homes and for vehicles. A, B, and C. For every- A, B, C, fire mm. extinguisher. That makes it easy. And caller, if that extinguisher is a plastic, has a plastic top, meaning that the, the top of the extinguisher is made out of plastic, mm. more than likely that's going to be a one-time use and a temporary extinguisher. Huh. Because to remove the, the head of the extinguisher to have it replenished, you cannot replenish it with a plastic top fire mm. extinguisher. Mm. So what you want to do when you're purchasing a fire extinguisher is to buy the more durable metal top fire extinguisher where the top of the extinguisher mm-hmm. the can be open and the re- medium can be replaced and repressurized. And there are a number of safety companies in Trinidad and Tobago mm-hmm. that actually service these extinguishers. Oh. Again, I can't advertise to them, but a number of them, well, all you have to do is type in extinguishers, Trinidad and Tobago, and boom. Everything comes Everything up. will come up. All the and information. You can go to them, and it's very cost-effective. So you pay a fraction of the cost to replenish the extinguisher. Yeah. Wow. So I feel that this caller who has three fire extinguishers, I feel you should Google and I feel you should take the <laughs> extinguishers and see if they could be replenished. And don't take the wood of one gentleman. One person. Okay? Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Thank you so much for that question. Someone said hi. Good afternoon, guys. I just passed a fire southbound before Coover. Wow. You see? No you talk see? about this thing. So there we have it. We have a ball-by-ball report now, Caribbean, yeah, that there through. are bushfires taking place because it, it is extremely hot. Mm. I was out there today conducting inspections and business places, mm. and I can tell you the heat, my skin, I felt it on my skin. Mm. And I know for a fact that all across the world we are hearing of this. This yeah. is not just a Trinidad and Tobago thing. Mm. This is across the entire globe. Temperatures are rising. Is we are we are even being told that we should take the precaution of of getting water 
more water to drink yeah and also looking at Staying how we hydrate ourselves yeah. people can suffer from heat strokes mm. and that's one of the topics i think i want to touch on in the coming weeks mm. what you can do to protect yourself against the the heat but, that we're experiencing here now but not you, just fire you, you see all around protecting people kind of man you use all around uh, uh, officer jude rogers but, Safety, but together with a number of the other um, agencies, mm -hmm. my friends in the Ministry of Health, yeah, of course, um, the other agencies, and I always like to big up a big enough fire service first, and yes, I'm gonna say big up Trinidad first. I ain't big enough Trinidad last, I'm mm. big enough for fire service as you members, should. our dedicated men and women in the Trinidad and Tobago Fire Service mm. who are doing human service behind the scenes with and with all the equipment, whatever you have, we mm. make it count, we make it work. I'm thanking you guys so much for the effort that you're putting in. All right? Mm. Just and now, one, I have a very funny question here. Somebody say, Fire Officer Jude, how long it has taken to climb a ladder to, to go on a four-story building? <laughs> what? Okay, um... Right, so that's a nice question, though. That's a nice question. So let me tell you something. Um, once you're training and you're drilling, mm -hmm. well, uh, it takes a matter of seconds. What? Trust me. Five officers train. All the scaling that, that, that I'm like, that one. How long it has take you? The, the, how long the, it has take you, fire officer? Do you know? How long? Yeah. How long it take you? Yeah. Okay. So when I when I joined the fire service twenty years ago. Oh my gosh. It was probably, probably twenty years ago. You know, before you know, you know, um, it was probably would have taken me a couple of seconds, you know, to get wow. up. But um, the interesting thing about it, Cola, mm. I would have scaled that ladder, and you were up there in that window, and I had to bring you down. Do you know that the fire service trains me to put you across my back in the fireman lift and to come down or to come down from that ladder come down from using that, my you know. three, using my hands and making sure you don't fall? All fire officers are trained in that particular technique. We have to be strong. You have to be very strong. Wow. You have to be strong. But I'll tell you, the technique allows you to do human so it's like an ant that can carry 10 times its, it's weight. weight yeah it's the all about the, the technique mm. all right mm. and that's why we go I've, through an induction training which is very 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 rigorous i feel one of these right? days june i feel one of these days you have You're to come and do a video test. yes and you have to show you how to do it. Let me, let me, let me help people take them out. you know you know coming up for fire prevention week you know we might very well do yeah, that. Yeah, sure, so exercise. I'm looking forward to the opportunity as I bring it back home this evening. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, Fire Prevention Week begins at the 8th and the, to the 14th of October 2023, where we're commemorating 101 years of yeah. fire prevention nice. observations worldwide. Mm -hmm. And we want to pay homage to the fallen heroes who have died yeah. to make sure that others can live. Hmm. This is from 9-11. Yeah. And I can think about Trinidadians who would have actually lost their lives while going on fire calls. Hmm. And that has happened in Trinidad. Hmm. So we observe them and we, we commemorate, we honor them. Hmm. And we say also to the victims of fires. Yeah. The victims of fires, we want to remember you and we want to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Before we... And so as you rightly... Right. Yeah, go ahead. Before we wrap up and close, what can we look out for for the... Pra the fire prevention week what to, what to expect 
lots of social media because it have uh, listened everybody has in the palm of their hands a cell phone. Mm -hmm. So I realized, and we realized in the fire service, we have to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. You know, the long ago we used to do a lot of booth displays and you know, we, we also inviting you to come into the fire station around that time. Come in and visit us. We'll have open houses at all the headquarters. Come right. and look for us. Come and chat with your, your local fire officer. And I'm looking forward to do that demonstration. Yes, I come in for that. I come in for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think you know what I'm going to do? I think we're going to come into Guardian Media. We're going to set up in the car park. A, yes. A nice fire drill area. And we're going to put it to the test. We will put a ladder on the Guardian Media building. Yeah, let me we'll see. see fast Officer Roger I, can get to I want to see ladder. you climb up on top of that and scale that ladder. <laughs> well, I know right, it's time so for definitely. us to, to, to wrap up. Uh, I mean... A final hour is not enough for fire prevention. I, I that, you know. Because yeah, it's so much information time. and it's so much yeah. um, educating that we have to do. Because a lot of persons, we, we are unaware of what to do when it comes to, to fire prevention. And I think this is yes. a very good thing yes. that we are doing. We are looking forward to fire prevention week from the 8th to the 15th, you said, right? The 14th. So it the starts on the Sunday. The 14th, right. And it goes all the way down to the Saturday. And of course, we know we're going to be looking at our youths, the schools. We definitely look at the preschool, the primary school, and even the secondary school. Mm -hmm. And of course, creating content that will reach you where you are mm -hmm. and provide you with those safety tips that you need yeah. to save a life. So that means we yeah. got to check out social media. Check out Facebook, Instagram, Trinidad and Tobago Fire Service, and all Let the information. Yeah. Underscore. TT underscore fire service is our Instagram page. And of course, you can always type in Trent Tobago Fire Service and you get the Facebook page. And please drop us a line, drop a comment, you mm. know, and, and be okay with the, 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 the tough comments too, you know. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we just take like, No, well, you yeah, my mom let us live for people and, uh, and hold them with right, one hand yeah, and come. So they could take things. Or they could take things. Well, but we're here to serve. We're here for you guys. Mm -hmm. We're here for you. We come from this society. We're members of the public just like you. I live in a neighborhood just like you. And so we, we want to see our neighbors become more resilient mm -hmm. and more responsive. Yeah. You know, so I'm hoping to see changes in behaviors and better practices where electrical safety is concerned, concerned. given what we discussed this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah? And of course, um, next week, same time, same place, we will be back here again telling you all almost the same thing you understand because we will come with new stuff too right of course, of so course, it's all course. about educating you guys about fire prevention and we're looking forward to fire prevention week from the 8th to the 14th of october so y'all look out for that go check them out on social media go check out trinidad and tobago fire service on any of the social medias and yeah you will get some information go to the fire uh, the fire stations as well there are so many things happening guys so yeah we look forward to that Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> fire Prevention Fire Officer Jude Rogers. Until the next time. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5.